Hey guys, welcome back to Rooted. Um, today I brought on a bunch of my friends to talk about communities in Christ. Again, I'm Savannah. I brought on my friends Melissa, Kara, and Jason to talk about our little family and kind of how we created this community in Christ through church stuff. So if y'all want to say hi. 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 As you can tell, we're all very thrilled to be here tonight, and um, I'm going to start us off with a few questions again and just kind of let the conversation flow, because, you know, church is the best place to let that happen. So first question, how did we meet each other? All right. I think you and, so, and Melissa should start, since you okay. guys met each other first. Yeah. Okay. Um, I met Melissa when I first started Life Teen. We didn't really know each other, and then we got stuck in driver's ed together. And she was the only person I recognized, so I forced her to be my friend while we ate McDonald's on lunch breaks. Anything to add to our story? Uh, it was kind of weird because the only reason why she ended up talking to us or talking to me at first was because she knew someone who I was hanging out with. And then it just kind of bloomed from there. It was uh, interesting. And it's kind of weird because we're polar opposites, but it works. Yes, my left um, brain for sure. 100% my left brain here. Um, let's see, who else? And then I guess I was next. So I'm sisters with Melissa. Um, me and her are sisters, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I met Savannah through Melissa. And it was really when Melissa was off on a hiking trip, I think, that Savannah kidnapped me and we went to Yellow Daisy Festival, I think. Yeah, yeah, we went to the Yellow Daisy and I ran my truck into a tree. That was fun. That was a great time. Great days. Yeah. And then um, the last person to kind of join our little family was Jason. (laughs) After forcing him to be my friend when he didn't really want to be anywhere near any of us exactly. because we were Jesus freaks. Yeah, um, I was just kind of sitting by myself one night, and then here, and Lord behold, um, <laughs> the life of the party basically uh, comes and talks to me, and she was asking about um, <laughs> she was asking about uh, this co-crush camp and how, like, am I going to go or, like, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it just kind of took off from there. I met the youth minister, and we got everything sorted out, and that's where my faith started, too. So. Yeah. I mean, we all kind of met through church-ish stuff, but we never really, like, bonded just over church. I feel like over time, our family kind of grew into what we are now by having all these issues, by having stuff that kind of, like, tested each of our faiths, you know, going on retreats, and being stuck with each other for long amounts of time when we didn't really need to. Um, I'm trying to think, because I really didn't think this episode through, because we are like family, and we always talk about a lot of weird stuff, but I know lately, like this morning, I was down, of course, because I'm always sad about something, and I was sitting there trying to think of stuff that I'm grateful for, and you know, the one thing that I always talk about when I tell people what makes me happy is like our little family because I honestly you know I wouldn't be anywhere without our little family we kind of hold each other accountable in a lot of ways I mean you know I just feel like each of us have our own little like specialties as to what we bring to the table and that's what kind of makes us all work together like Melissa you 
bring like the logic of the brain. Jason is like my younger brother. We like to say we're soul siblings because we're a lot alike. Yeah, for sure. And Kara's the more creative side that we never really get to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, so um, just the vibes, all the vibes. So if y'all could take away one thing from like our little family, whether it's how it started, whether it's what we do, what's something that makes y'all kind of identify this as your family and not just friends from church? Um, I feel like we definitely spend a lot of time together. <laughs> and um, once we like have all of those conversations and we uh, like talk about our lives and our struggles together, we grow together too. And, um, you know, we meet at church and then we usually go to dinner and it's a good time to, you know, kind of wind down and spend some time with those who matter most, your friends and um, ultimately your family. And what I've learned is the more you spend time with your friends, they become family. And it's just awesome that we have our faith to keep us together also. I guess I would say probably I'm very introverted, don't really like leaving the house a bunch. Um, It is like a reason to leave the house. Um, We go and hang out um, a lot. Savannah like texts and is like, we're hanging out. Definitely (laughs) a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, we're going to dinner. Um, It is like a group of people that if I had anything wrong I could go to them for anything um I the one thing I took away from like our little family is mostly just like seeing other people's walks of life because we're all very different people and like all have very different personalities And that didn't stop us from being friends and growing together, both through like through our beliefs and through um, like our personal lives as we all grew up and make it through high school and beyond. And so like just because the one kind of seeming connection is religion, like you can grow so much from that and it doesn't necessarily mean that oh it need i don't know what i'm saying anymore it's fine <laughs> it's I'm, okay i get what i get what you're getting at. train of thought was it's okay i think i get the point so pre-podcast we were talking about stuff that we were going to talk about and one of the points melissa just kind of hit was the fact that we all came from different walks of life Karen and Melissa both went through Catholic school here at St. John Newman, and they were cradle Catholics, but they've always stayed with their faith. They've never really strayed super far away from the church specifically. For me, I was a cradle Catholic, but I ended up straying pretty far from it for a while there, and Jason just became Catholic three years ago, two years ago? Two and a half. Two and a half years ago, he committed to being Catholic, so... I always think it's really interesting how different all of us are and how well we get along because, you know, Linda always says that corny saying mm-hmm. because, you know, friends in Christ are friends for life. No, it really is true. Um, God is like the glue that holds all relationships together. And when 
that's like your basically top priority or you spend a lot of time with him, you get to know him better as well as the people you're hanging out with better and you see the good in people. That's true. I feel like some of the times that we've bonded and been the closest is like at camp last year. Like, I feel like a lot of Catholic camp is adoration. A lot of it's crying. A lot of it's being different and figuring out these trials and tribulations with your faith. And when you do that with other people around you who are fighting the same fights, you know, you can kind of, you just get along better almost. You know, it puts you in a vulnerable spot where you don't really have a choice but to know somebody better. Like, at camp, everything pushes you. At retreats, everything pushes you. You know. I mean, how do you two feel about it? Hmm. (laughs) You have to talk. This is a podcast. It's not a video. Um, I'll say what the equivalent of a thumbs up is. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, uh, yes. The favorite answer of life, Dean. Jesus. Good. Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it's always Jesus. Jesus. The answer is definitely always Jesus. Okay, other than what brought us together, what's some stuff that keeps us going as a family? Because obviously, not we don't all talk every day. There's sometimes, you know, like when Melissa's at college, I feel like I'll go a week without talking to her. Sometimes Jason will get really busy with work. You know, like we all kind of lose track of each other at points. So what's something that keeps us together, like, as a family? Any takers? I feel like, I, like, we, said, like we said before, um, like, we always have that one thing in common, Jesus, and, or that one thing that we go to uh, every week, and we, you know, we get, to, we get a chance to catch up, and it's very good for our friendship and very good because it's in the eyes of God. So it's good all the way around. I guess for me, since I don't live here year-round because of college and stuff, I find that, like, it's nice to know that, like, when I do go back, there is people waiting here for me that we can get back together, and it seems like no time has passed. And, like, other than the, you know, oh, how is college? Like, there is a past and history around us that kind of keeps us all together. Um, I feel like technology, too, at this point is also, like, it also helps us, like, stay in touch, too, because Melissa is gone, and then you'll be gone next year. Um, and so then it's, like, even if we have an issue and we can't see each other face-to-face, we can text or call each other and have that person there. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I definitely got lucky this year. I took a year off from going out of state, and it really killed me confidence-wise. I was in a pretty bad place beginning of this year because of a lot that was going on, and I really don't think I would have made it through my first year of college without having these people here. You know, this year, I feel like, was an attest to our friendship, for sure, with me being home, with Melissa being gone. We kind of had a new dynamic to figure out, and we really figured it out in one of the best ways possible. I mean, I can honestly say that I know if I call any of you at 2 a.m., you're either going to ignore my call and finish a show, <clears throat> Melissa. <laughs> well, I'm or you'll sorry go- I had more important things than your stuff. <laughs> or or he'll be like... That's what we mean by polar opposites. <laughs> and then 
Or you'll be like Jason and pick up and listen to me talk about how I'll never afford Tiffany's for three hours. <laughs> I responded five minutes later. I'm sorry you couldn't wait. You don't love me. <laughs> um, <laughs> pull the receipts. Pull the receipts. But I really do feel like a lot of the stuff that keeps us going as a family is having those bonding moments from church camp, stuff like that. And on top of that, having weekly dinners. I think we've always made it a thing that during summer, when all of us are home, we have weekly family dinners. When all of us are in the same spot, we make it a point to go after church, to go after work someday. And I think it really brings us all together that much more. You know, we talk about everything. And even when we disagree, we still tend to have really good, productive conversations, which we're not having Sometimes. now because people yeah, don't no, want to talk. Yeah, no, because we're in front of a microphone, and now we're not having Sometimes we have productive conversations. Sometimes it's just us arguing. <laughs> Honestly. Or, you you know, know. Arguing over you know. weird stuff, too. It happens. So um, a lot of people ask me when, um, when y'all are together, is everything church-based? So when my friends are like, oh, like your family's like church people, you know, everyone automatically assumes every talk is about Jesus. Everything we do evolves around Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And although we do pray before our meals and look like a cult in public places, (laughs) not everything we do has Jesus-based talk or intention. So what is some of the stuff that we do other than church-based living? Um, Well, I mean... It is the, it's not like the basis of what we do, but we do everything through like Jesus and stuff. I know it's like weird to think about it that way, but like we aren't going out there and like doing awful things just because we're not in the physical church, but our, not every conversation is revolved around Jesus and not every like thing that we ever talk about is just jesus we have other conversations this is true we have a lot of funny conversations and not all of us ever agree with the church either so i feel like we have some pretty deep conversations on stuff like that so other than jesus-y stuff what do we do melissa Make fun of Jason as pit vipers. That is true. <laughs> this is true. And his hair. Making fun of Jason is a great Listen, topic. my hair is the most beautiful part of my body, and <laughs> nobody can tell me otherwise. This Goldilocks hair is like the the the, pinna- the like. This is like Pantene or like Head and Shoulders commercial like moments. Yep. Where it just like. Shake it just it out, flows. It, it flows. It's like um. It's I'm the flow god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> So we've talked about some of the things that we did to cultivate us, keep us going. Is everything church-based? If you guys could tell people one thing about our little family, what would you say? Dysfunctional. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we drive really far for each other, too, because we drove... Not super Two and a half hours? Two and a half hours with Savannah blasting music. All night. Two thousands hits. All of us <laughs> deaf because the music was so loud. But we drove to go see Melissa at college, um, just to have like dinner. Yeah, 
For sure. I mean, I feel like as a family, we're willing to go to extensive lengths to see each other, to talk to each other, to make sure that like we're okay. You know, like I know when we went to visit Melissa, she was having a hard time. She was really stressed out and we were all willing to drive the two. I know it's nothing new, but I'm not either. But um, I think that's a great point. You know, what other stuff would you tell people about our family, Melissa? Um, unexpected combination, but somehow it works. That is true. It's, it's a really weird combination as a family for sure. And Jason's right when he says dysfunctional because we won't always agree on everything. But there's this one line from Jane the Virgin and it talks about how family shows up. You know, like when they're angry at you, when they're upset, when they're sad, they show up. They don't let you down in a way that many other people would in your life. And I think that's why I consider us family is we all know that we'd be there point blank period no matter how long it was no matter how hard it was we would be there for the important moments in each other's lives knowing that we were family and that's what family does we were talking me and savannah on our three-hour conversation uh one night we 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 were talking about like how we're always there for each other and like we're gonna be there at savannah's wedding wearing ridiculous clothing like rainbow suits and all that all that good stuff (laughs) <laughs> and like it, it <laughs> no we we definitely we're will we're doing it we're I'm doing that black like it's a funeral <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna make people wear uh, rainbow clothing and it's gonna look like um we're trying to give a cat anything that's what it's gonna look like if you try and force me <laughs> yep we're gonna have one mad kitty in our our, our, uh, our wedding funer- our wedding yeah, our wedding funeral <laughs> Uh, but anyway, my point is we're there for each other thick and thin. We hold each other accountable and, you know, we, uh, <laughs> even though it's not something we would like to do, but we, it's just the love that we have for each other that drives us to do that. 100%. And I mean, I think that's why one of the reasons me and Melissa's friendship works so well is she wasn't someone that ever sugarcoated it. Like, I've been friends with so many people in my life that will let me make self-destructive decisions because they either want to see you fail or they just don't care enough to tell you. And if I've learned one thing from having good friends like them is they tell you when they think you're about to do something stupid. We do it anyway. We do it anyway. Yeah, you totally do it anyway. <laughs> on occasion. We know mm. you'll learn occasion. from it. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, you know, okay. a lot of times. <laughs> but but they try and make me aware of the circumstances before it comes. And Melissa is one of those people that over the years, I turned to her with everything. There was a problem I had in January with some girl, and I was so irate. I mean, like, over the wall, irate pissed off gonna kill someone and I texted Melissa beforehand and I was like should I say this should I say that and I always ask Melissa because I like to say Melissa is my left brain my left brain is my logic and my right is all the emotionals and I'm a very emotionally unstable person at times and Melissa is always the logical brain that I need during those times because sometimes you know you need friends that are the complete opposite to help you realize what you can't see like, I have rose-colored glasses on 90% of the time. And if Melissa sees something, she'll freaking take them off my face, stomp on them, and show me directly. And I think that's the kind of friend all of us need sometimes. No kiss up. <laughs> no kizzy. 
I mean, you know, all of us kind of have our specialties, like I was saying earlier, and that's why we work. I mean, you know, there's just, there's a lot to cover with our family. It's really weird. I mean, Jason, for example, like I was saying earlier, Jason's kind of like my soul sibling. Mm. And I think that definitely affects how you're friends with people. Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> advice is not something I'm really good at, so I just tend to listen and, um, it, it, I guess, I, guess I mean, huh? You have your moments. I have my moments where I have very good advice, and then others, it's just like, it's weird. It's, it's, it's why. Like, <laughs> it's like cause. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. It like turns on and off. It's like Ferb. Mm-hmm. Like like instead, but instead of the times where he doesn't talk, it's it's just it's Jason's just talking. It's something weird. But then there's those moments where it's just like <laughs> it's he ingenious. Speaks when it's like genius, and it's it's so it's weird. It's like really confusing. I would love for him to take an IQ test. You know, I would probably pass one. I would probably pass <laughs> once and then just fail the other. You <laughs> like, said that you passed the IQ test. You can't do that. That's what we're saying. Okay, I meant like passing above average kind of thing. You know. Yeah, I mean. Like two hundred IQ. <laughs> big brain. Um, don't mean anything. Okay, I mean I don't know. Like um, our entire family is just weird. I mean. Let's talk about the reason we're... A, weird's an understatement. Weird is an understatement, but we have a great... Ben, ben isn't here, but he's he's our... Ben's he's our, our dad. Ben's our dad of the group, dog. Ben <laughs> plays Sudoku in the morning at Covecrest with his weird coffee, and then he talks about how he has a robe and sits outside and ignores everybody. <laughs> Spoken like a true Home Depot dad. Sudoku is great, but we like... Love, we love Ben, and I wish he could be here tonight because he is definitely a big part of our family that became a part of it this year. Yeah. Um, ben really was not a big part of our family. And, you know, I'd like to say that we're not exclusive, but we definitely have our dynamic. And when yeah. new people come in, it's really hard to find your spot. Mm-hmm. Because, don't. Yeah, yeah, like Jason's dated people in our church that have come in and out of the group. Ben and fit other people. Yeah, Ben fit in a way that other people didn't. And I hate saying that because I don't want people to ever feel excluded. Because the whole reason I got involved in Life Teen was so that people felt included and a part of something that they needed and a community within their religion that would be helpful, that would be, you know, fun and healthy. But in our little family, it's really hard to fit in with all of us because we're all kind of picky to some extent. And As we, we're making faces at each other. Sheesh! No, you're right. But... Ben, Ben fit in a way that a lot of people did, you know, he had an understated tone about him that all just fit. Like I'm definitely, I'm the mom of the group in a lot of situations. I'm, I'll nag you. I'll make sure you make healthy decisions. I'll, I'll get on you about pretty much anything. And you know, Ben is definitely my counterpart in that way because he's like, he's the dad that we needed to our group. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had people coming out like, um, I don't want to name names, but a lot of people, when when you're not, (laughs) when you come in, one of my exes, (laughs) you know, me and Jason, we've dated people, we brought people into the group and you know, when you just don't gel, you don't gel. You can tell that they feel left out. You can tell they feel awkward. And with our group, you kind of have to have a big personality to stand out. I mean, Ben doesn't necessarily like stand out on his own own. No, but. no, no. He sticks out like a sore thumb. My boy, like, jazz. 
of all oh, things. He does. He <laughs> likes jazz and Sudoku, and he drinks tea and judgingly mocks us all sometimes. No, no, but I, I've worked with a guy for about. <laughs> shut up. Uh, I've worked with a guy about um, uh, maybe a, I think a year now, and we <laughs> go through like all of this difficult weird. situations, and uh, it's made us stronger together and. You know, we may get on each other's nerves and, you know, smack each other around a little bit, but it's all for the betterment of our brotherhood, right? <laughs> and, uh, okay. it's, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's me and his me and his relationship is weird because we'll not talk the whole work day one day, but then afterward we'll be like, hey, you want to hang out? Like, it's, it's just weird. Like, and I think that you appreciated having another guy be a part of our little family because no usually cap. there's a lot of estrogen going around. No, for sure. I need, I need the, all the definitely. testosterone I can get. <laughs> oh, as you voice crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, of course. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we love it. We love our family. We love our dynamic. And we love Ben a lot. And we're really glad that he became a part of our family this year because I think he brings a lot to the table. Yeah. Especially when it's 14 cents from a Mexican restaurant. Dude. (laughs) That was... Can't even. You can't. And I have a lot of people ask me too, how do y'all stay close? So like I said earlier, we kind of keep up with each other weird, you know. I feel like we have that friendship where even if we don't talk for a month, we can pick up like nothing happened. And we can come together and we can gel and we can be each other's people you know without really having to go out of our way to do that and we do disagree sometimes um there was a picture i posted around earth day oh yeah showed my side boob okay and this is one of i think one of the bigger disagreements we've had in our little family because i felt a little bit attacked and i know that jason and karen them they always have my best interest when they say things Mm. And I think that's one thing that helps us to be a family is like we're all very understanding that when we say stuff to each other, it comes from a caring place. Mm. It's not to be mean. It's not to be hurtful. It's not to be hateful. And even though sometimes it can come off a little bit harsh, I don't think we say it to be mean. And I think to have a family. <laughs> like I, you shouldn't get a mullet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't need to make you look whiter than you already are. <laughs> oh. But I think... <laughs> But like I said, I think that we all know when we say stuff, it comes out of like heart and soul, you know, and care. So what would you guys say we do to like avoid disagreements that happened like that? Or like how do we communicate afterward to make it known that like we're okay or that we're on the same page? Because sometimes we don't really have those sit down talks. We're not a conventional family. We don't always just sit down and talk about it because sometimes all of us are really busy or sometimes you're just not in the mood to talk about it in a serious sense. So what are some things that we do to, like, bounce back from Sometimes anything? Sometimes you do need to, like, chill out for a little bit because you were, especially about the um, disagreement that you were talking about, um, you were, like, already upset from disagreements before. So it's, like, if you got upset from uh, that, you just need to, like, chill out a little bit and then talk to you about it, like, later or just like or sometimes it just doesn't even get brought up again and we just like we move on we just move on like unspoken agreement move on without mentioning it again 100 percent. all right jason what's your problem solving method here my problem solving method is just not caring to enough enough 
to <laughs> argue about certain things. Like, well, no, you know what? That's not even. That's, that's a lie. That's a total lie. I argue about literally everything. Um, we just had one. Even before. even when I know I'm wrong, I'm like, I know, I know for a fact. Like, I could probably weasel my way out of this, but like, I don't know. Digging yourself a hole. I'm digging myself a hole. I'm rambling. Anyway, he, um, he has a hole. Like he like, has a problem. Like all the way to China by now. What? It's, the hole you dug is like uh, around the world, is what we're saying. <laughs> so I'm gonna say my two cents, and I'm gonna say mostly what it is that uh solves uh like solves everything is everyone just kind of puts in their two cents, and it's not, and if one person like of uh, the argument disagrees with what everyone else says it doesn't necessarily hurt them because everyone is trying to say it in like the most factual way possible so for instance like with savannah's predicament and the argument um predicament. like yes we're gonna call it i took it from a standpoint of well i do believe that you should be able to do this but due to professional reasons possibly it's not the best idea and like and um, like saying that, like it may, it's my point of view, but it may also help someone else understand, Hey, maybe this is why someone else is upset about it. And you see different viewpoints of, um, Hey, I never thought of it this way. Yeah. Because of all of, all of us being so different, it really does help with arguments sometimes is just seeing the other person's perspective or the perspective of somebody. Maybe you got into an argument before about it. Yeah, I definitely think that's why we work really well, too, is, like, our dynamic is really weird, but it helps us see each other in different lights, too. Um, who would y'all say is, like, our mediator? Out of everybody in our little group, who would you say is the mediator? I would think, that, I'd say Melissa. I mean, that's the thing. We're all sort of each other's mediator. Depends it topic. depends on the topic. Like, Because if you and Melissa are in a fight. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. If me, I don't think me and Melissa have ever gotten in a fight to an extent to where we needed some. It, Melissa, Melissa wouldn't put in the effort to fight. I would get angry at her and she'd laugh at me and then we'd move on from it. But I think that like we, I mean, it really does depend on the topic and it depends on who it's between, you yeah. know, like we don't really get in fights per se. None of us really fight with each other. It's sometimes a heated discussion, but it never gets to the point of like insulting each other. You know, I feel like we all know each other's boundaries in that sense of when we know when to stop pushing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you and Jason are both two, like, very emotional people. So, like, a lot of times if you'll have an argument, it's more emotion-fueled. And once those kind of cool off, you can kind of reach an agreement. But <laughs> that's, that's true. Me and Jason are both really emotional. We have a lot of anger problems. <laughs> and it comes out in the worst times like I said, we're like soul siblings. We have so much in common. We share a brain half the time. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely think that that's a balance between our group too is the fact that like Melissa and Ben are both very super logical. You and I are super emotional and care is like probably the best balance of both yeah. out of all of us. She's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> She's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I mean, um, our boundaries, our boundaries in the group. Did we set them, or do you guys think that they just kind of came about? We never set, we never set boundaries. Uh, that uh, and, there were boundaries that were set. There were boundaries what, about dating. And we had boundaries about dating and liking each other between our group. I we think did. 
I think it came up. No, it just naturally formed. I don't think that ever occurred. No, we never really formed of like, yeah, it's too much like dating like a very close friend and it's a sister. And on top of that, you know, I feel like every boundary we have came about naturally with some sort of conversation that kind of made it that way. Like, we all know each other on very vulnerable levels. We know a lot about each other's lives and issues that we've had. So we understand how much they mean to that person. You know, you tend not to bring up super duper, really insulting stuff because we understand how much that would hurt each other. We know too much about each other that if one of us goes to that place, all of us would jump to that place. And we understand that none of us want to get to that part. Yeah, and we kind of follow the, like, um, discussion thing of, like, stays within the group, does not, like, leave the group, really. For the emotional stuff. Yeah. For, like, yeah, the emotional stuff. <laughs> Everything else, we definitely gossip. I still roast Jason on a daily basis in front of nobody who cares. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that... We we do have the kind of boundaries where we know that whatever we say to each other stays with each other, especially if it's something important to us. And we were actually talking about something like this before they just went to a leadership conference in Kansas and someone that Jason does not particularly get along with went on the trip. And we were all very concerned. Actually, two people. Two people. And we were all concerned about, you know, what would happen because we they've come into our group before for a few dinners. And I don't think they ever really gelled with us. And they did feel a little bit attacked. And everyone kind of talks about how we're a little exclusive. Like I said, I hate using the word exclusive, but we kind of are. And we definitely have each other's backs more than we would have other people's backs in those circumstances. But I forgot where my point was going with it. Uh, oh, the conference. Not, conference, yeah, yeah. Conference. So, like we say, like, talking in, like, a safe space. Stuff like that. Stuff like those issues where we tend to have each other's backs more over other people are because it's such a safe place. We understand each other on different levels. Like, those people have opened up to us before. I know for me specifically, I have a lot of people come to me, ask me for advice, wanting to have those really deep discussions with me. And I think it's great, but I think that this group is something where all of us really talk about it, you know? And um, given that um, I've spent time with these individuals um, more, um, along with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Melissa. Uh, with... Um, in the... In the, in the presence with Jesus, um, like the literal Jesus, I feel like my heart has been lightened and maybe even, I don't know what the, what the word is. Anyway, I don't feel hatred. I don't feel uh, any of those negative thoughts anymore or those negative feelings towards those individuals because they had their own side too, right? So I just try to see the good in people and try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I give so many chances to so many people. <laughs> like, I give, um, like, it, it's just, I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an empathetic person. I'm a sympathetic person because I've been through my share of tough times too. And sometimes they just need a friend because they're going through that pain too. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, um, we've talked a lot about our family and life like that but let's talk about the more jesusy aspect of stuff because this is a jesus podcast apparently oh yeah but (laughs) um 
Jesus-y stuff. Let's see. What is y'all's favorite way to connect with someone through Jesus? Like, I know for me, having Jason in Life Teen gave me the opportunity to not only help him build his relationship with Jesus, but helped us build our relationship as a friendship with Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, with Jesus in mind, with the idea of Jesus behind everything we do, you know, how would y'all kind of put it? Anyone? Okay, I'm saying how did we kind of cultivate our relationship with each other with Jesus in mind? Like, I know... We're... we're <laughs> um, so, we had a couple of adorations um, together um, and away from each other, too. So, Jesus allows us to keep that meditation going in our life and to keep that um, hope and that um, virtue, I guess. Uh, so... That, in turn, makes us happier people, and makes um, it makes us the peacemakers, basically. And we go out. Our mission is to return the favor to those who haven't found Jesus or haven't found God yet. So it it comes first. It comes full circle. Um, and since we have this um, group, this uh, clique, if you will, <laughs> um, it, it's God's way of saying that we should be called to for our the uh we should <laughs> turn people to god in their um hard times and keep their um chaoses or their chaos minimal um because we all are here for a reason we're here to worship god and we're here to um spread his word and yeah uh, my biggest thing that i kind of like had to learn how to adjust that I learned from with this group of people is uh, Jason and Savannah, like they didn't grow up learning about Jesus and like all the different gospels and stuff. And I did. And so I had to really adjust my thinking because sometimes they'll ask what I thought was a really stupid question. Like why like nuns exist? And like, <laughs> it was one time. And, like, <laughs> questions And even questions about the basic um, church, like, oh, Jesus is really in the Eucharist. Like, I had to kind of change my way of thinking and say, oh, people just don't grow up with this knowledge. You kind of have to adjust and be patient and learn how to explain things better and in a way that people are able to understand it, even if they didn't grow up in the church like I did. Okay. Let's see. Jesus-y stuff. (laughs) Um... So, I mean, I did grow up cradle, cradle Catholic, and so it was, like, learning all of this stuff and then learning it again through Life Teen. Sometimes annoying, but, you know, mm-hmm. it happens. Because everybody starts at basically zero because that's starting point. If you hit me with the pool noodle. I'm, gonna... I'm not going to hit you with the pool noodle. Um... And so, um, yeah, I don't really know. Um, so square people, it's weird worshiping around new people. It definitely is. Mm -hmm. 110%. When I went to Steubenville for the first time, 
I was beyond freaked out. So, fun fact, the first time I went to Steubenville, I had just gone through the worst breakup of my life. And I had spent the month with Melissa at her house, bugging her every single day of my life. And I decided to go to Steubenville that year, a month or two earlier, and I was planning on going with my then ex and Melissa. Well, my ex did not end up going. And Melissa did not end up going because she had a Grand Canyon trip, which was way cooler anyway, but still. <laughs> she left me was my point. And I was mortified because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anybody. I'm going to cry in front of strangers. And I was so worried because even though I had known Kara some, a little bit. I didn't know her enough. And she did end up being like my door backpack half the time, but she was a really good friend. And I was really worried that during Steubenville, I wouldn't be able to, like, actually connect with God any because I didn't know these people. And Jason was actually on that Steubenville, too, but I didn't know him that well either. Wait, really? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know you. Was that the one with Gabby? Did Gabby go? Yeah, Gabby and Patrick. Yeah. No way. Yeah, they went. I totally forgot. Yeah, no, you were there and Kara was there and we didn't really know each other yet. Yeah. And. 2019. Yep, 2019. And. I thought... Oh, yeah, because it was my second year. Yeah. I was absolutely mortified, and I think that that's why it went so well, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you're in a new environment, I always like to tell people, when you come to Life Teen, if you're going to do anything, make one friend. Absolutely one. You know, when I joined Life Teen my ninth grade year, I picked Mitch. I said, Mitch, you're my best friend now, and that was that. And, you know, that's what helped me grow in my community around Christ and make all these friends within Life Teen. Oh, and not somebody, and try not to um, make that, like, one friend someone that, like, doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, try and try and meet someone who's enthusiastic about it, you know? Even if you both don't want to be there, try and get involved. Let yourself live it some, you know? That's almost my best advice is even if you don't want to be there, just participate and like at least give it a chance because I a lot of stuff is dorky and weird and dumb, but it's it makes it better when you actually do try and see what they have to offer. I definitely think that that's something we can all attest to is that if you join something like Life Teen or you join a life group or something, try it. Just try and involve yourself in it, indulge yourself in it. You know, you're always going to get something out of it, but you only get as much as you give. So we've been going, we've been a little bit all over the place this whole podcast, which of course is our family dynamic. Do we ever stick to one thing? Like this is going to be unusable. (laughs) No, no, totally. We're using this. We're using it. It's, it's raw. It's real. It's us. And we all know that that's what I like. And that's what I put all over my Instagram and everything else that I do. Melissa, stop throwing pins. That's rude. (laughs) But... I think we're We're in church. Your your half finger. Please. (laughs) My half finger. But overall, overall, I think this was pretty good. And okay, leaving, leaving this podcast because it is now the end. What, (laughs) what is your favorite part about our family? (laughs) Um... I feel just everything. Okay, so our family dynamic is 
both <laughs> hatred and love it's so weird because uh yes. it's, it's not really the hate part it's like we can make fun of each other openly and it's just we don't really get hurt by it but it's like oh like f you but like you know it's we can bounce back from those hurtful moments and those like troubling times or those arguments like we said um because we have God available in our in our in our like group because he's the glue that sticks us together so yeah uh yeah like going along with that it's just like the you know how you're supposed to love your neighbor you're supposed to love everybody you don't have to like the person so I feel like that's just like this family you don't have to like the person yeah but we love each other so yeah I think our favorite part or my favorite part about our family is definitely the fact that we don't always like each other but we know we love each other and that's kind of that's an unsaid thing between all of us for sure is even though we don't always say it to each other we do always know it we know that there's a lot of love in our family and that we support each other no matter what. Melissa, what's your favorite part? Uh, kind of the point that I'm a very uncomfortable person in general and like being with this group uh, definitely has brought me out of my comfort zone. Like a lot of times I'm sitting there going, no, please stop doing that and act like a normal human being for once. And like... We yeah, it's we don't stop. It's weird and it makes me uncomfortable, but like they understand that and sometimes like they do work with me if it's more of a social aspect. But other than that, like it definitely brings me out into a place that I'm not as comfortable, but it's I still end up having a good time and I'm really thankful for that. 100%. Thank you for tuning in to our little podcast week two and melissa thank you for my tip i work very hard for those i think i'm just kidding guys i'm not a stripper on the side that would be awful i'm a teacher (laughs) but thank you for joining in on our podcast this week i hope to see y'all in another two weeks because a girl is about to forget about editing again. So have a great night. Have a blessed night. Y'all want to say bye? Bye. Bye. <laughs> have Adidas. a good night. <laughs>